Welcome to Atypical, an offbeat take on news in the addiction recovery field. I'm co-host Mary Crocker-Cook from the San Jose City College Alcohol and Drug Studies Program. Be sure and subscribe. And I'm your co-host, Gary Montreza, Executive Director of Pathway Society in San Jose. Our purpose is to both educate and entertain with recent news stories about the addiction field. We've set up a podcast in sections that include drugs, news, an ethics challenge, and prevention. In fact, let me start off with our first section. Why would you use that to get high, Gary? It's because okay. I read the news. You did. That's why. Well, that's a good reason to get why. high. That's but why. instead, we're going to talk about a substance called Purple Drank. <laughs> purple. Is this a band? I know. Purple Drank, also known as Lean, is a mixture of prescription cold medicine with a soda drink like Sprite or Mountain Dew, plus ice, and Jolly Rancher candy. Shaken or stirred. Often added... To add color and taste. Oh. The purplish hue of purple drank comes from the dyes in the cough syrup. This cold medication is one that contains promethazine. It's sort of an antihistamine and I'm sorry, codeine. I'm sorry you were stuttering for I'm a minute. sorry. It just has done that way. Huh? These ingredients combined make a purple liquid that's sipped until euphoria and dissociation from one's body occurs. Oh, and, it, and, and this lasts for about three to six hours. Okay? Oh. So, you know, actually... Among rappers and football players, there's been a number of arrests and deaths d- related to this drug combination. Football players yes, and rappers. Most famously, <clears throat> rapper Lil Wayne talks and raps about the use of this drink, as does the group 3-6 Mafia. Is it possible that the tattoos on his face are a result of him using that? You know, he was probably dissociated at the time. We don't know. Um, At least three hip-hop rappers or producers have died, including DJ Screw and musician Big Hawk, both from Houston. And then in 2005, (laughs) Jamarcus Russell, quarterback who had been released from the Oakland Raiders because he was reportedly drowsy and weak too often, was arrested after being found with codeine-based cough syrup. No kidding. And then in 2006, Terrence Kyle, I think it's Kyle, from the San Diego Chargers was arrested for trying to send a shipment of cough syrup to a friend. (laughs) (laughs) He was cut from the team and then died in a car accident two years later after he left the 4th of July party. News reports stated his friends tried to talk him out of driving, but he he took off anyway. And then finally we had Johnny Jolly of the Green Bay Packers Mm. arrested in Houston in 2008 after tra- traffic stop for loud music, but police found so coating. Yeah, police found coating in his car and discarded styrofoam cups, the preferred container for styrofoam. purple drink. That is not there. It is eco-friendly. That is it just, <laughs> it just remind, eco-friendly. I, yeah, I know they're really worried it's about just that. Just remind me something else. So next week, next show, we have to come up with our rap names. <laughs> You have got to get a rap name. I need a rap name. <laughs> you already kind of have it. MC. You know, MCC. I call you MC Squared. Yeah, there it is. MC Squared. Mary Crocker Cook. MC Squared. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you. If wow. we were, if we were, it, it is possible then to overdose on codeine when abusing purple drink. So you know we need to think about it because you know what starts off as a good time actually, according to some of our rappers and athletes can actually do you in. So anyway, I thought I'd share that with you in case you were thinking of running out and getting some, you know, cough medicine and Jolly Ranchers. I got it. Yeah, Jolly Ranchers. Uh, I, I'm not even sure how to touch. That's one of the strangest ones I've heard. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, it's completely bizarre. Okay. Um, Oh, all right. Well, on to um, 
what are we in? We're shifting over. Yeah, here. now we're gonna shift. It's a news and addiction with a focus on. Uh, well, it says opioid yeah, treatment. Yeah, but, but. but I got I got one for us. Okay. And and it kind of does involve an opioid, in fact, in the story. So I. But this is something. This is a news flash. You heard it here first in okay. the beautiful studios of <laughs> our closet. The, 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 yeah, the atypical <laughs> podcast. Move that mop out of the way. <laughs> is I agree with Justice Thomas. Oh no! Can really? you imagine? Woo! What am Gary, I possibly agreeing with? What him could about? you possibly agree with? Well, Justice? this has happened last week on okay. Wednesday. The Supreme Court ruled unanimously. All of them agree. Wow. So this must be some kind of a big deal to limit the state's power in seizing assets and, oh. and fines. And you're thinking about what do you mean? Well, let's say you're driving along in in your car, which is uh, <laughs> they wouldn't want to seize. <laughs> in law enforcement, we would call that car a target. I'd pull over just because. It's just suspicion right off the bat. And so pull her over, and then they find, you know, some purple drink in your car. Okay, the styrofoam cup. With the styrofoam cup. And if you're in Berkeley, they're going to find you for the styrofoam cup first. And then they'll probably take care of the drug later. But regardless, um, they're going to, they might impound your car. They might take your car and seize those assets. Okay. So any fluffy, you know, types of animals you had in there. Oh, dear. Yeah, all your cat toys. Oh, dear. The kibble. Let's say you were bringing cat stuff litter. home to the cat. Yeah. Stuff for the house. Yeah. They're going to seize all that. All right. And you're like, well, how can they do that? It's just, you know, it's $10 worth of purple drink. Exactly. And that's it. Uh, and a styrofoam cup. But they can seize it under the law. Okay. Supposedly, they can. But this is, if you haven't figured this out, this is my social justice moment of the of Oh, the we week. love those, Gary. And this has been going on for years. ACLU and many other um, civil rights organizations have said this disproportionately impacts people of color, people uh, that do not have any money. Yep. And it takes their property. And this is how the police and other um, local law enforcement officials fund things like I don't know how about one of those armored vehicles oh, you, know, wow. you know things like that okay so just a real quick um, now let me ask you something yeah. do you have to be guilty of something for them to take it no that's the absurd oh, part God. of this okay. so you know there is something called due process you know under wow. the 14th amendment yeah and I'm going to do a little bit of legal stuff today because it does involve sure. the constitution but we have due process so they're seizing property of people who have not been charged with the crime. Wow. Yes, it's just ludicrous. So it all started with um, this gentleman in Indiana. Don't go there, folks, by the way. If you're, if you're from Indiana and you're here in California now, stay. Yeah. Don't go back or just maybe Skype a lot with your, your family. <laughs> okay. Don't go back. Uh, but anyway, it started with a gentleman who had his uh, $42,000 Land Rover seized after an arrest of selling a couple hundred dollars worth of heroin. Okay. So $200 worth of heroin equals a $42,000 Land Rover. Wow. No, it doesn't work that way, right? So what's really scandalous about this is um, these municipalities that have been seizing property, uh-huh. They and this is a quote from the article, that... 60% of the 1,400 municipal and county agencies surveyed across the country rely on forfeited, forfeited yeah. ad- assets wow. as a necessary part of their budget. Wow. Yes. 
as a necessary part of the budget. So on the backs of folks that really might not have much, that's a serious it, ethical it's problem. It's a serious ethical problem. Yeah. And so the arguments, as you might imagine, were, were rather ridiculous. Um, but here's the stat I want to, before I go into the arguments, ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, if you've not uh, if you don't support them, you should. Uh, yeah. That's my moment. I hear you. Because they they sponsor us. No, they don't. <laughs> we'll probably get another legal letter. I'm sorry, ACLU. I'm a cardholder. That's it. Uh, so in 2017, 10 million people, 10 million people okay. owed more than 50 billion in criminal fines and and fees and forfeitures. Billion dollars with a B. Billion. Wow. So this is a massive business. Um, so imagine you get a $100 ticket for a red light violation in California and uh, carried an additional $390 if you, you were late. I mean, I think some of us have been in this position Oh, yeah, before. yeah. You forget to mail it in and you, then suddenly it doubles. Right. Yeah. And let's say you can't afford it or you can't get your car fixed and yet you're still going to have all these accrued fees going right. on. Yeah, it's just a mess. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I'm going to New Jersey, but let's say New Jersey's fine for $100 of marijuana possession could lead to a penalty of more than 1000 Wow. for the person that possessed. Yeah. Wow. So, so okay. it's really ridiculous. Clarence Thomas, uh, well, you know, I love you. I love you, man. <laughs> I can't believe he was awake enough to actually I, I, vote. I cannot either. <laughs> That's pretty shocking. And what's even more serious is that I think he said something. Oh. So, yeah, this system oh. where police can seize property with limited judicial oversight and retain it for their own use has led to egregious and well-chronicled abuses. You go. You go, go Clarence. Clarence. Go, Clarence. So, again, you know, remember, they've taken millions of dollars from people that, that have not been charged with crimes. So, oh, my um, goodness. And remember that Eric Holder under the Obama administration, tried to restrict the Justice Department in doing this uh -huh. civil asset, and, and that's to be uh, lauded. Of course, Jeff Sessions wanted to uh, reverse that, so they have. Oh, um, okay. But regardless, um, uh, the, the Constitution is on our side, so there's something, I did not know this about the Eighth Amendment, but excessive bail should not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Interesting. I did not know about. Yes. I knew about the cruel and unusual, but we yeah. never hear about the bail and fines. So you you want to hear the counter arguments because these are really fun. Okay. So this okay. is Indiana, Mich Michigan, Mississippi, Montana. Okay. Cue the banjos. <laughs> All right. All right. So Indiana Supreme Court was among a handful of the state high courts that had said that part of the Eighth Amendment did not apply to state actions. So what? let me read that again. Wow. The Supreme Court of Indiana says that part of the Eighth Amendment does not apply to states. Oh, my gosh. So that's like saying, you know, <laughs> part of that, oh, I don't know, that due process thing, that, no. That doesn't fly here part in California. Of that First Amendment, that doesn't really oh, apply wow. at this state. Can you imagine that? That's just that's ridiculous. Of course, they're going to lose. No, yeah. no wonder it's unanimous at the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah. So Indiana hired a law firm. Also, to get this guy that lost his his, his uh, vehicle, his Range Rover. Yeah, his Range Rover. When when he um, got they, I, okay, now let me slow down. They hired a private law firm to file a lawsuit against this guy to forfeit the car under a state law that allows seizure of vehicles to be used in violation of, of criminal statute. So, in other words, he wasn't going to give up the car. He ended up. 
they hired a law firm to go after the car. That's what started this whole thing anyway. Wow. Uh, and it's really about proportionality. So the guy had two, $200 worth of, of heroin right. and $42,000. It just doesn't make That's sense outrageous. in anyone's world. But what was really startling is the extra-constitutional, I call it, position of the Indiana Supreme Court, who held that these excessive fines were fine and that, like I said, part of the uh, Constitution doesn't really apply to the sovereign state within our federal system. Wow. Yeah, it's just... It's really mindless. So where else can I go with this? I just... Is it stunning, isn't it? It is stunning. And it's and I think the part that's really scary is how much, like you're saying, they actually put it in their budget. Yeah. And so, you know, what, what immediately came to mind for me is, again, the ethics of now they're obligated to yeah. find ways to seize property because they have to pay for yeah. shit, right? So, wow. Well, yeah. good for Clarence and the gang. And, you know, I just have good a feeling. Good for them. I just have a feeling. And, and this is my moment, and I'll end with this. I just have a sense that if there is some dominant culture male in a very nice vehicle that got caught with um, a little bit of, uh, you know, marijuana or something, uh -huh. or even a small amount of heroin or whatever, I doubt they're going to be taking the person's Ferrari. Oh, I see what I you're saying. I just seriously doubt it. Yeah, so you're sort of hinting at a two-tiered. It's a two-tiered system. Yeah, folks. system. You're right. And so I'm really gratified uh, and grateful that finally this has been cleaned up at the Supreme Court level, at the federal level, and says, no, no, you can't violate people's rights anymore like this, particularly when you're not even charged with a crime. That's outrageous. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I could see it, I suppose, if you were, if whatever the property was, was being used as part of the crime. Sure. You're right. But that's just, yeah. And I think you're right. It's true. Maybe, maybe that's why people don't, haven't known about this. It's mm -hmm. because it doesn't happen as much, yeah, you know, it sort of to the white folks. I can like guarantee me. it doesn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, well, I can't guarantee it. Well, I know. Really, how's that, Gary? That's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> My officer, the officer's right. <laughs> but. Okay, well, good for them. That's good news. That is some good news there. Here we go. Okay. That's the, that's the, that's the story. That's the big story today. That's all right. One. Well, that's all right, Gary. That's pretty, that's pretty robust. Sure. All right. It's time for our favorite ethics challenge. Addiction counselors acting badly. Uh, if you're an addiction counselor, you can get out your CCAP ethics codes and follow along. And we'll have a link on our atypical.podbean.com link. Okay, Gary, I'm going to read this story. It's kind of interesting. It's called The Booming Addiction Business. And really? it says, I know, those who've been addicted to drugs and alcohol understand addiction's a costly endeavor. Not only is addiction financially devastating, it costs people their jobs, their family, their freedom. And most people enter recovery from an addic addiction completely bankrupt. Okay, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially. It's just because they were caught with drugs in their car. And <laughs> they took all their They got seized by the government. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. On the flip side, addiction is a very lucrative endeavor for a lot of people. When you stop and think about it, there's a lot of dollars flying around for people who aren't even addicted to drugs. Whether it's by incarcerating addicts for breaking the law or treating them for addiction, people and companies across the country are laughing at addicts all the way to the bank. Mm. Okay, so let's take a let's just take a minute and look at who might be cashing in. Laird. <laughs> Trey Laird. Poor Trey Laird. We're waiting for the letter from your attorney, brother. <laughs> okay, of course, Trey. 
<laughs> okay, lawyers who charge a hefty fee to provide legal services to addicts. Yes, yes. Luxury treatment centers that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Bail bondsmen who help get addicts out of the jail. Oh, man. Okay? Substance abuse counselors and addiction experts, quote, employed to help the addicts. Mm -hmm. Phone companies who rake in millions of dollars and collect calls from prisons and oh, jails geez. filled with addicts. I didn't even think of that. The ramen company. <clears throat> listen to this. The what? It's ramen. They sell millions of dollars in ramen noodle soup <laughs> to prison. <laughs> oh, it's you're true. Me. They eat a lot of ramen soup in prison. Oh, that's horrible. They There's do. Salt in that stuff. Yeah, I know. Good there you go. Don't eat it, people. And then we got the privately owned <laughs> jails and prisons, which make millions to incarcerate and punish addicts. And you know what this list doesn't include is you know the sober living homes. You know people <laughs> who are who are. Uh, Bilking, you know, the insurance companies yeah. for for uh, urine tests and look at yeah. that. Look at that family that was family. I use that term loosely. The couple that was operating the the silver living environments and then having folks work in their restaurants. Exactly, it was like slave labor. Exactly, free labor. Servant. Absolutely. So the list goes on and on. It's a sure addiction's costly, so is recovery. So there's many people, companies, and organizations <clears> receiving <throat> financial gain from the addiction. Industry, which means there's a lot of room for unethical practices and behavior. So, although you may not be be cons concerned with whether the ramen company practices good ethics, you should be concerned that your addiction specialist does. Okay, so making sure that you're you're paying attention to who and where, uh, who who it is that's offering you these services, and yes. and what you know agenda could possibly be yeah, going and, on. And just okay? so you're aware, folks out there. Um, both practitioners and maybe there's folks that have used these services before, wherever you go, remember a reputable place is always going to tell you your rights and always going to yeah. outline things for you. And you'll know upfront, everything will be very transparent for you. Yeah. And any question you ask will be answered appropriately. So when people say, no, no, we'll take care of it. It's okay. You might want to take a step back. Mm -hmm. It's all transparent. You have lots of rights and privileges, and you should insist upon them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So when we think about these business practices, there is there is one in here that does um, address, in fact, business practices. I'm trying to remember which one it is. Oh, um, it's on uh, principle two, and uh, oh wait, that well, business relationship. There it is, guys. principle two C. Engaging in business relationships with clients, patients, programs, residents, other persons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this idea, which also reminds mm -hmm. me of kickbacks, mm -hmm. receiving kickbacks from people. You know, uh, we've, seen, we've seen a lot of that with the, with the you know, <coughs> tracking down clients in the, by, and paying for them by the head. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Have we mentioned, uh, we haven't mentioned in the last two programs, I think, Florida or L.A. Oh, I know, huh? Something's Wow. What's going on there? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. One of my alert ethics students this week alone, you know, we start every class with what not to do. And one of my highly alert students had seen a recent uh, Bay Area Bay Area uh, expose on a, um, a San Jose program uh, that actually uh, got in trouble because they were there. Um, a tax exempt because they're a Christian organization. Oh. Well, what they were doing was dropping these guys off six hours a day in wealthy neighborhoods, mm. and then they'd have to go around and hit up people for donations. Mm. Okay, and that was day after day after day after day. And uh, they really they could they could use in the SLE as long as they kept up their <clears throat> you know donation requirements. So yeah, unfortunately, 
every once in a while it's not at Malibu or <laughs> Florida. Shilling for the church. <laughs> every once in a while it, wow. it, it comes in our area. So anyway. Well, I, yeah. That's horrifying. That is horrifying. But I'm really excited because, you know, my students are now so so trained to notice ethic violations. They're like, they're like ethic warriors. They're just completely... They hunt them down. That is awesome. Yeah, I it know. Was a, it was a church. Well, it was a program, a sober living home, but it was but they were filed under uh, church status. And they called it, what did they call it? Something like, you know, spiritual donations or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. That happened to be green. Yeah, so... So they were. They said they're making in about like two hundred forty thousand a month from the donations, and That's the guys. Horrible. The guys got like ten percent to live on, and then they paid for the rest of the program. Yeah. Did you have to work in any restaurants or anything? Like that? No, no, yeah. just well, you had to work. You had to work. You know, hitting people up for money, yeah. going door to door. They ate ramen, I bet. And they probably. <laughs> That's true about that's true about the ramen. In fact, that's one of the things that people will talk about, which is once they get out, they will never again have have mm. a ramen noodle soup in their life. Yeah. Make sure we don't we don't serve ramen. Yeah. We have really healthful, healthful food. Good for you. Yeah, it's really, really good. So are we there with we are. interesting articles for the next section? Okay, okay. Um, about prevention. Prevention, yay. This All one right. I love. This, I love this. I, it's not a new idea, but I love this article. So Finding Hope, Grant Wolf, this is a grant that's been uh, given to this uh, group in Treasure Valley, which is in Idaho, okay. I believe. Okay. Um, recovery coaches. Oh, all right. Yeah, to all help right. people, uh, patients uh, with uh, drug overdoses. So, again, this is in Idaho, which, you know, who would think a place like Idaho would be, you know, kind of innovating. Cutting edge. Like cutting edge. I love yeah. It. But uh, these recovery coaches that are trained individuals, but immediately upon someone having an OD episode and they're in the, the um, emergency room, uh-huh. one of those recovery coaches is sent right there. Wow. And so they're really well-versed in treatment programs in the Valley. They know how to kind of come up with options for people if they're open to okay. that, you know. But really what I'm suggesting is um, there's a connection that's formed when they're there. And it, can you imagine being someone who... Um, ODs, maybe no one knows about it, mm. and then there's someone there for you you don't even know mm. there for you. Wow. I, I, I just thought this was kind of cool. So this this outfit, Recovery United, apparently they have a lot of addiction recovery centers across the state, but they received this grant to go ahead and do this intervention program to really to kind of, if nothing else, to save lives. As wow. the CDC points out, 100 Americans die every day. Every it's probably day. higher now since the article came out. From an opioid overdose. Um, so anyway, the goal is to kind of discreet, really decrease that number, and and they want to focus on people going forward, right. you know, in their life. And so um, I liked this part as well. There's no shame. It's not to put anyone down. It's not a moral failing. And how many times have folks we work with suffered? Absolutely. The idea of shame, or they've been put down, they've been discarded. You know, told they're they really are less than as a person. Mm-hmm. Well, even the idea in medical, you know, emergency rooms, you know, sort of treated like, well, you did this to yourself. You did this to yourself. Yeah, I mean, so you know, we've got real emergencies, mm-hmm. and so even their own their disease is often not uh, taken as seriously as you know the guy over here that's got you know an epilepsy or I don't know. It's just sure. interesting how yeah. how it's it's seen as almost you know well. Still self-chosen. You chose it. Yeah, you, you yeah. kind of chose it. So yeah. you're making it worse. Yeah. Well, I, I love the idea of your the seizure because yeah, the seizure is your fault, isn't it? Yeah. 
Right. Did you cause those yourself? Yeah, we would never do that. I mean, you know, we wouldn't do that. The heart issue, yeah. Uh, yeah, come on. So um, anyhow, it's I'm, I'm happy that it's uh, folks that are suffering substance use disorders and mental health issues are not being kicked around as much, but it still does happen um, with people that are not as well-versed and how mm-hmm. to work with them, but I, I really like this program. So these the idea of these coaches is really to provide comfort on a personal level yep. for them uh, and to make sure that really – they, I put down the idea of high touch, that there's yeah. a lot of high touch, and they can hopefully turn them into some type of restorative service or a connection or something that's going to get them, mm-hmm. uh, provide some stabilization for, mm-hmm. for them in the community. So uh, I really, really uh, liked that part. Um, and then they said, you know, the, the, one of the most important parts, these folks are, are trained. No, yeah. So they just don't go out and say, oh, I'm, I'm with this church, and when you get better, I'd like you to go walk this neighborhood for me. Oh, soon as your ambulatory. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I see you. We do some fundraising for the church. We do some noodles. Uh, but they're, they're highly trained folks. Um, they're these recovery coaches, and, and their role is kind of, as they say here, what does it look like for you? In other words, what does success look like for you, right. the person who's, which those really sneaky folks out there who are therapists might know that that is what's called motivational Motivational interviewing. interviewing. That's Ding-ding. one of our practices. We love that. So that's a good thing. So we don't dictate what that looks like. Right. They don't dictate right. that for people, which is really nice. And that could be connecting them with, I'll leave out church, but it could be yeah. church. Yeah. 12-step programs could be some type of inpatient. Well, it's basically whatever they're willing to do. Whatever they want. And you know, you know what that reminds me of is we have here in Santa Clara County in our reentry center, we now have a sobering station, mm-hmm. which is actually... Very nice sparkle loungers yes. because you can't keep them longer than 23 hours. So, right. <laughs> so they all are in a little sparkle lounger. But the part of that, bringing the, the, so the police can bring them in and they can be there yeah, and, de- yeah. and detox, do what they have to do. And the people there, then they have an opportunity to talk about what do you want to do next. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same same idea. Instead of going to the emergency room, yeah. uh, they're there in the <clears> sobering <throat> station. <laughs> Otherwise, yes. so does the sparkle lounger. Yeah, the. Yeah, the- <laughs> I've heard it called something else too, but I'm not going to say that on the air. So, uh, but the really cool thing is that's wonderful. We know they're safe. Yep. Yeah. That's number one. Two, they can have some type of service linkage. Uh, three, they can really go deep and maybe get yeah. some help and yeah. become stabilized. You know, but the goal is, you know, really keep people safe. Yeah. Ultimately, and uh, this will not surprise anyone. Um, part of the training, why they're all trained, a lot of the folks that do this work have really lived experience, you know, mm-hmm. intimate experience of what mm-hmm. this is about. And they've gone through this. So it's not just, it's not just book learning. Book stuff. learning. Book yep. learning. Not so just book learning. Life learning. So yeah. really cool program. And, and I, I know that's exciting. There's some initiatives that have been discussed in Santa Clara County that might also that would be, great. be along these lines. I think that would be a great use of yeah. peer, peer specialist recovery. Co- you, they called them recovery coaches in your article, but yeah, yeah. we need them. We really need them. We need them. No, and I think this is a neglected part of the continuum of service. We always think of, you know, the high level right, right, service, but right. you know, what happens after that? Are those little supports that people need that mm-hmm. aren't as large, but they need enough of them mm-hmm. put together over Well, time. the entry point. I mean, the idea yeah. of, okay, you know, you need to call, like a client was telling me the other day that he was looking to get into treatment. They said, okay, you need to call every day around 8 o'clock to see if we have yeah. a bed open, bed open, bed open, right? And so somebody who is in there because they've, de- you know, they've OD'd, okay, mm-hmm. they're, they're not, they're cogn- cognitively not 
functioning well, and they're not going to be able to do that. So yeah. having a person actually be able to hook them up, yeah. it, it really increases the possibility somebody's going to get the care they need. So yeah, I, I, good for them. I think it's the way to go, and I, you know, it's it doesn't seem as glamorous, but I think it's really, really important work to get yeah. people engaged in the system that way. And uh, you're you're right. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They need help getting into the system too, as well as when they leave. So there you go. Okay. Well. It is time for our last section, Humility Check Moment this week. This section reminds us not to take ourselves too seriously. A key to burnout prevention and humility. I love this part. Who wants to go first? Oh, I, I have one for today. Okay. And I have one from that happened in the past. I forgot because I had so many. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got quite a stack. I backed <laughs> up. This one just happened today. Okay. Um, going to the Behavioral Health Board, um, uh-huh. you know, uh, give a little presentation did my presentation, put it in my little folio, and said, I have plenty of time. We're all going to meet beforehand and discuss what we're going to do, driving, in, you know, traffic, you know. Right. But I forgot the copies of the presentation for the people. Oh, in no. Yeah, yeah. So then um, what happened when I realized that there was a large, uh, kind of a swear word, <laughs> and then I broke some... Uh, what can be construed as the basic speed laws in the state of California. For time and space. For, yeah. For, somehow, somehow, made up the freeway, back the freeway, down and back well. to the, the humble offices of the Pathway Society. And um, and then, you know, launched from there with okay. them in my hand. Good for you. The other one, um, I don't have time to show Go ahead, go ahead, no. Yeah. This is during the holidays, so... Uh, Going to meet at my sister's house for dinner. Family's all there. And I'm driving, you know, as I normally do, every day in that direction. And I drove close to work. I passed the... Oh, wow. I com- completely passed the... Passed your sister's the, 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 the drive. It's just like, it's just a Saturday. Oh, my goodness. And I just drove right past... Like a lemming. You know, You've been working too many hours, buddy. Lemmings are smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Drive by going, wow. wait, oh, these trees. I know these trees. These are beautiful trees. They're way past the, <laughs> they're way past oh, the accident. Okay. Yes, you've been working too many hours. No, I don't know what Your it is. Your car was on autopilot. I think I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I well, it's all the costs are up. Yeah, oh, that's true. No. The, and the Jolly Ranch. The Jolly <laughs> Yeah, there's more, but I'll save them. But those yeah, are a couple. There you One go. was today, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, mine, okay, this is particularly ridiculous, and I immediately thought of you, because who else would I tell this story? Who else is more Who ridiculous? else, exactly. Who I know else? what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here, here's what what's happens. Is I have on my porch, uh, uh, it's kind of like a, it's a like a fake tree thing that I, I always have, like, white lights on. So that when I come home in the evening, it's got a timer and everything. The oh. little lights will be on and my porch will be lit. Okay. Yes. Well, it had burned out. And, and unfortunately, it was past the Christmas <clears throat> light season because I usually put the little white Christmas lights on it. It, it is past. It is past. And so I could not find these things. And having not gone to Amazon yet, <laughs> I finally I finally went to Ace. And, I, and the woman was gracious enough to go and um, do some hunting in the back. And she did find me some, which is, you know, like, as a shout. Shout out to Ace Customer Service, just saying, if you want to, you know, support us. Anyway, 
But but in addition to that, I had bought I had bought another set of lights because I hadn't yet found those, and this is the lights I will discuss. All right, and these these were a little bit larger, but they were they were pretty, and I thought, well, I'll try these. So I get them home, and I and I make the mistake of thinking to myself because I only had a fairly short window, you know, like about. 30 minutes to do this, and then I had to be somewhere else, all right? So I pull them out of the box, and and, I, and you have to take the back off to put the batteries in. Well, the battery, the, the little, the little uh, screw areas were a bizarrely shaped screw. I had not seen this before. Uh, it's like, I don't know what you call that shape, but anyway, the stop sign shape. Okay, and so I have some tools, Gary, I'm just saying, so I broke yeah, out do. my tools, yeah, yeah. and I I finally found this bizarre thing, but it was way too large, and none of the others would work. Now, again, the time is ticking, 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 so what I decided to do, <laughs> so I said, well, damn it. Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll just, if I can get the back off the thing, then oh, I no. can at least oh, put oh, the no. batteries oh, oh, in. No, 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 no. I'll probably see <laughs> so, so, what I do, Gary, but I run out and get the drill. <laughs> I'm going to drill the sides of this thing so I can then pop the back off. I'm going to wait till the, I can my cats are watching the batteries me. in it. <laughs> So it's explode. No, the batteries weren't in there yet. So, but so the cats are watching me. Meanwhile, and I'm busy. So they, they, had, my cats had taken a position on the table to watch this because they could tell already. Well, this was to going this. to be entertaining. They're, they're used to this. So they're there I am in the kitchen on the counter oh, with the with the with the drill, and I'm trying to drill the back of this thing, and I'm drilling <laughs> plastic pieces going everywhere. I finally, I finally succeed, Gary, and I pop the back off. And you know what happened? You got high from the smoke and the plastic. No, I drilled all the way through the wires of that attached to did. the batteries. <laughs> I think, I, here's what I really believe. And at this point, of course, time was up and I had to leave. <laughs> so I had to leave the plastic pieces and all kinds of shit all over the kitchen because I had to go where I had to go next. We don't have a beeper. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Gary was really sad. My cats just look at me. Oh my god, it was awful. But I knew when I did it that this is exactly the kind of story I would say for you. <laughs> I I appreciate you sharing the story. I think because you have tools, you feel it's hard to use them. But you don't have to use them for things like that because there's a way that the back's supposed to come off that doesn't require a drill. I mean, I can tell you that right now. Well, I'm just saying I didn't have a little screw thing that would fit. Sure, sure. I tried prying it with a knife. I didn't get anywhere with that. And then I tried with a screwdriver. I tried prying it back off. Trust me, I tried. The drill was the last resort. I, I'm surprised you didn't say hammer. But, uh, so then, well, I did, in fact, try with okay. with a screwdriver and a hammer. But I still couldn't get it right. So anyway. But, but what, at what point did you say, you know, <laughs> Maybe you should come back later and work on this thing. It never occurred Your to first me. Let me grab a drill. I was on a roll. You kept escalating. You kept escalating. Because it became me situation. against it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I wanted to throw the whole thing in the trash when I got home. And I didn't, thank God I only spent 10 bucks on the on the lights. And But anyway, I, that, is, that is a moment in my world where I just, I start to run amok. Like, I get determined to you do start something. To or you were. <laughs> I, I mean, you are you already there. I lost it. So I, I did. And, and I think this is a psychological study for. <laughs> I think 
<laughs> you know what it is? It's a it's a person with ADHD like me who gets hyper focused on a task. And very determined. <laughs> <laughs> so then yeah, I drilled all the way through all the wires. So, so we'll, we'll have to unpack this at the next show. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> and then we'll we'll have our names too. We'll have our rap names. Our rap names. <laughs> we'll have those ready to go. And please Folks, with your letters and comments, we love them. Um, we do. Except, you know, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we'll look forward to seeing you next episode of Atypical. Take okay. care. Okay. Bye-bye.